Hey guys, Daniel here for Escaping Network. With everything going on in the news right now, we want you to know that we stand with those out there protesting for change. It's only going to happen if we all let our voices be heard and stand together. This is a very important time for all of us. So if you or someone you know needs help with resources or effective ways to cause this change and ways that we can donate and our listeners can help, please reach out to us at escaping.podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook or Instagram pages. We stand with you and hope that together we can make this a better place. Thank you. And now on to the show. Sometimes when you're living your best life, mm. or at you, least trying to, or at least trying to, you're gonna have moments where you and another person have overlapped sexually. Yes. Yeah. It's like happens. the five degrees of separation. Yes. Yeah. yes. Well, this is the five degrees of sexploration. Nope. Hate One, that word. Three. That sounds yeah. wrong. Five degrees of sexploration. Better? Mm. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump <laughs> into today's episode. <laughs> Welcome, guys, to another episode of Escaping Podcast. The best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. And by everything in between, he means the distance between a witch and her cauldron. Is it a lot? Is it a little? It should be a little. Don't, don't leave that cauldron unattended. Today, we are talking about mythology. It's part one in our mythology series. As always, I am your host, Daniel Rojas, joined by... Kells for show, a.k.a. Chilmetheus, the titan of cool, the one that blessed the mortals with the gift of swagger. Oh my god, is, is, <laughs> isn't that what they said in uh, The Sandlot when they were talking about Babe Ruth? The Sultan of Swat. <laughs> I believe. Yes. The Great Bambino. The Great Bambino! <laughs> and all with us as always, or at least as best you can. Michelle with no intro. <laughs> Yay. You know, at some I'm point back. At, <laughs> at some point the with no intro becomes your intro. It does. It's a whole thing. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I was just thinking the other day with Kelsey is like at some point on your gravestone, we're going to have so many nicknames on there. I'm it's just, not going to fit. It's going to be a graveyard for all my AKAs, and you got to figure yeah. out which one I'm actually burying. Yeah. But this is a surprise. I believe we need to go fund me for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, the worst part is he'll have all these graves, which will have a piece of him yeah. around the world, and it'll be like a horcrux. <laughs> we're going to have to t- kill all of the pieces of him so that way he can die. Word. Oh. That yeah. sounds fun. Doesn't it, though? He's going to come yeah. back and fight us. Oh, well, I will never. Either us or, you know, our next Inverted. generation of kids, you yes. know. No, 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 yeah. I yeah. will never. I'm too passive. Maybe that. we should leave the next generation to deal with his spirit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave him in peace. Oh, boy. So, speaking of <laughs> mythology, uh, guys, what are some of your favorite uh, pantheons or genres of mythology? Michelle. Yeah, I mean, I have... <laughs> I love world mythology and world religion, studying all of that. I mean, from the Egyptians um, I'm, and to the Greeks and Norse, all of it. It gets really interesting. And I think things with me with mythology is if you listen to the stories, they never have a happy ending. So Almost, it's more like yeah. real life. <laughs> well, at least the original ones before they came in and said, oh, you know what? We do need to give them at least some kind of payoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the reason I, I, I say that I still believe in the old gods and that way of thinking with religion is because before we started conquering one another, all of us, if you look back, have very similar origin stories, mm-hmm. um, apocalypse stories. Oh, yeah. And it's like, how did we all come to that conclusion without having known each other? Well, and, and you know, the, the Great Flood that's documented all over the place. Word. Yep. That's wild. The fact that dragons in all these different cultures that weren't communicating with each other yeah. were depicted. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. flood story is from Mesopotamia till Ancient Samaria. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you're talking about the dragons because you have the Japanese and the Asian cultures and the depictions of it. Then you have, like, the Eastern Europeans mm-hmm. and what they thought those dragons were, how they... Um, described them and even drew them. So mm-hmm. it's just interesting, like, if these large lizards were actually around sometimes, how much of that was taken from reality and how much was just, you know, interpreted or mm-hmm. their imagination. Right, no, exactly. And, fuck, we, we were talking about this earlier, but even in the depths of the ocean, we have no idea what's down there. Yeah. Hell yeah. And that whole spooky. Do you believe in the whole Atlantis? Oh, of yes, course. Yeah. I do. Yes, I, I wouldn't call that mythology. I'd call that lost history. Yeah. Exactly. So. Well, they still say, oh, does it really exist? Does it not? Was it just a story? 
like subterranean cultures, like underwater civilization organisms that mm-hmm. are human like. I can't think that does not exist just how vast everything is above the right, ocean right, right. on land, how we're so eclectic with all these organisms organisms and then you just go into the ocean and every year there's like some new species that's found. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there's so much of that that's unknown to us. Right. The possibilities are endless. Well yeah. and, and that that's what terrifies me about the ocean. It, it's a um like a reverent kind of being terrified, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm afraid of it, but I respect it. And I would not want to put any human down there because I know how what we do. <laughs> I, I know how we go. Yeah. But, it, you know, before we really dive into this mythology stuff, um, the whole idea that life went two different ways. Mm-hmm. One went towards the light, one yeah. went down into the darkness. Yes. And just because we can't uh, survive in that kind of compressed area... There's still life that can. Yeah. I mean, do you see the deep water fish? Uh-huh. That all, like, fish is terrible. And everything oh. like, Ugh. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and my God. from the inside. And then, because a lot of people, we all are trained to think that the aliens come from above. Like, they actually could come up from the ocean floor. Because yeah. talking to different people that, you know, been in the Air Force or the Navy, and they constantly, not constantly, but they've seen enough things that come out of the water. That they don't know what it is. And oh it doesn't land in it. It goes out the water. It goes right back down. Yeah. So it's like. I'm waiting for a Cthulhu uh, to come out. You know, and when I say a Cthulhu, yeah. I know that's probably me being awful. Like a Bigfoot. Like yeah. it's a different species. Like a Sasquatch, whatever a Cthulhu, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. species is. I do believe that, you know, down there, communication had to evolve at some point and then became telepathic. And that's why you see octopi coming up and going yeah. back down. And they're yeah. just. You could drone. Yeah. You could treat echolocation or sonar as a form of telepathy because yes. they're communicating with the wavelengths and it bounces off. And it all has to do with protons and electrons, right? Too, right. As well, mm-hmm. so it's one of those fascinating things. Like I've always um, liked learning about as a kid, like watching Animal Planet, just seeing how these dif- different creatures have evolved and how they communicate with each other, and just how science and even like the atoms, even like the salt in the water, plays a part into how the currents away are. Uh, or carried, or even like a shark can smell a drop of blood like miles away yeah. just because of how it flows and how they're designed. So to sit here and think like, nah, no way something could be down there intelligent, yeah. XYZ, is just ridiculous. I mean, even in the underworld, I mean, not in the underworld, but in Mayan world, when they were talking about the underworld and there's like the eight different sections and there's Oh caves. my God, yes! But it's interesting because you look at cave life now too, and there's things that live in like acidic water that we can't even go into. So exactly. it's like, how did they come up with these? Was it based off something that they know about or, you know? Well, and I, you know, like I said, with all the mythology stuff, I believe that there came a point where those types of creatures, those mythological creatures, realized we need to go in hiding. Mm-hmm. We need mm. to hide ourselves and close that mm. veil from the, the mortal realm. Right? Yeah. Like Percy Jackson. Yeah. Yes. Word, because, yeah, we see how humans are with just humans. Yeah. Like, I always uh, go back to, like, for example, Ma- Martian Manhunter on the Supergirl TV series. He's like, yo, I know how it feels to be not like everybody else. I know how t- it feels to be ostracized just the way I look because I'm a green alien, but I'm in this disguise of a black man. So I get why people just feel like they just can't be them alien themselves when humans themselves can't get along with each other. So right, it goes back right, to that. Right. Like human beings, they fear and hate what they don't understand. If you're not like them, they're probably going to kill you. And how Take your stories- resources <sighs> and eat your meat. <laughs> and how many stories have you seen where, like, the creators are so disappointed in their creations? So it's exactly. like, maybe they're like, eh, bail. Yeah, oh, 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 yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> we're the baloney. Yeah. Like, I ain't even try to make this shit. <laughs> Damn, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes a so, lot of sense. So, Kels, what's some of your favorite mythological uh, realms, pantheons? Oh, for um, first and foremost, my favorite would have to be the Greek pantheon, like Zeus and all them. Um, that's probably like the most famous so that's the first one that i can remember knowing that it was something outside i, I guess you could say a tra- the traditional jesus god yeah. jehovah holy trinity type god because you even in world religion yeah. course in college they started with greek mythology yeah so it's like one of those like once you um because i was kind of not raised jehovah witness but that was the first religion i was introduced to mm-hmm. and learning about christianity and things like that but then once i realized oh they're other guys, like your mind's open as a kid, then you get taught that in school. Because I remember, like, middle school, like, there's a Greek pamphlet, and we got to color it and we learn about it. I was like, wait, 
each one of these has an ability that they're god of, Poseidon, the ocean, Zeus, lightning and thunder in the sky, you know, so on and so forth. Then it's like, oh shit, they're like the X-Men or the Planeteers, like they all mm-hmm. have superpowers. So it's like, this shit is like some comic book shit. Like, yeah. So that what brought me in. And with mythology, it's like, that was the comic books of his day, if you want to make that parallel. So it's like, yo, these are the superhero tales. If there were paper that we had, they've been written down, they were drawn and being depicted in this way. And then also growing up in the 90s, then you had Hercules, that TV series with Xena spinoff from Kevin Sorbo. So I love that yeah. shit. So it's just like... God, I remember watching those all the time. Oh, Saturday yeah. um, afternoons on Fox. Like, you can't keep me away from the TV. Well, you really can't. Really, but um, <laughs> it's like one of those. So it was the first one, the biggest one. So that's what the one I gravitate towards the most. And then you have like the parallel to that being the Roman gods, which is basically the Greek gods with the planetary names. So you get your Jupiters, Mars, and Venus. Mm-hmm. And then being an anime, or again introduced the anime, anime. I guess you could say with Sailor Moon, each Sailor Scout was named of the planet. So I just um, tie that in together with each other. So it's like yeah. it's it, it's interesting too. Like when we see it in media, how. Hercules is this one being, or Hera is this way, and I mean Disney Hera is so peaceful. I'm like, you do realize like she hated every oh my god kid yes. that Zeus had bore that was not from her. She yes. tried to murder. Oh, exactly. uh, she was just the most jealous wife, even though she was the goddess of marriage. Of course, <laughs> she had her opinion on it. Well, and, and there was <laughs> always even, interesting. Yeah, there was even a, a point in there where uh, Zeus and Hera show up to a man to ask him a question, basically like, who's better, me or Hera? And he's like, fuck, I don't know how to answer this. This is a trick question. Yeah. And he answers Zeus, and Hera curses him, and Zeus is like, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> wait wait a second. Yeah. Or Hephaestus, when she got pissed off at him and then threw him off of Mount Olympus, and he became a cripple. Like, okay. No. <laughs> that makes sense. If you fall, you hit the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't gonna walk. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. quite the angry one. Yo, that's Absolutely. Up. And, yeah, so that's my number one. But then, like, um, outside of that, of course, I'm definitely a fan of um, Norse mythology, mainly because Thor is my favorite non-X-Men superhero. Mm. And just when I realized, like, oh, he's a god of thunder and lightning, that's when, like, my... I don't know if you want to classify lightning and thunder as an element, but that's my favorite natural event. Like, I hate the rain, but I love just watching lightning and mm-hmm. thunder. If I could get high on a mountain or a roof and just watch that shit, like... I absolutely love that shit. So once I found out that Thor was that guy, I was like, that's my guy. Yeah. So I love that shit. And then once I started learning about his actual Norse roots, it's like, oh, damn, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby said, nah, 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 nah. We're not going to do that. We ain't going to do that. We're going to make him a little more um, Steve Rogers-esque. Homogenized. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what about you, Daniel? Like, yeah. Oh, so, I mean, I guess you would call it mythology. I definitely would. But Slavic folklore is... My absolute favorite. So, okay. to interject, what? How would you differentiate differentiate uh, mythology versus, like you were saying, folklore? So, is, is with that, I mean, for me, when you're talking about mythology, you're mostly talking about gods and and the like. You know, yes. the the higher ups. With Slavic folklore, these are cryptids and supernatural beings in our realm that are part of the everyday, even if you don't see them. Mm-hmm. Creatures like uh, Koshe the Deathless, Baba Yaga, and heroes like Ivan and Vasilisa. Mm. And there's so much. There's even these spirits of different uh, times of day, different seasons, different fates. Mm-hmm. It, it's what was the, What's the Japanese whiskey one? Where oh. she ha- I don't know. I'll have to think of the name, <laughs> but yes. But yeah, uh, with with the Slavic folklore, there's always a lesson to be learned, uh, much like the old uh, Grimm brothers, you mm. know, stories where it's like, hey, don't go into the forest. The forest is evil. Mm. Why is the forest evil? Because we keep chopping it down and we've made it that way. Ah, okay. So, so these aren't really gods. Yeah. These are beings far more powerful than your average uh, Ivan. So mythologies would be more like... The overall reason why things are how they are, and then folklore would be more slice of life. Yes, examples like like you could be going about your day and happen upon Baba Yaga's hut. Yes, mm. and oh, <laughs> uh, depending on what story you're in, that's going to be a bad one most of the time. But a few times, she may give you some wisdom and not kill you. Yeah. Word, because that's what like one of the jokes I remember making um, at one of my friends' house back in high school. I'm not going to put any names out right now, but um, I was like, yo, 
you know, the main difference between, like, you know, Jesus and Hercules is Jesus had a better publicist. Because they're basically, like, more or less the same stories. Like, what separates the Bible <laughs> from, it, from, the Bible like from actual mythology? Because they all teach you stories. They tell you how the world was created. Mm. So it's just like, who got to say, no, this is actually what happened. We well, learn from them versus these are myths. That does come legends. from when they, that when they took away the Enochian texts. And what and, is that? Oh, the Book of Enoch and and the like of when the angels, the the sons of God, saw the the daughters of man and lusted after them, came down and mated with them, giving birth to heroes of the land, giants and monsters. Just, just like, like in the, the Bible, book of Enoch, it's pretty amazing. Just like, I mean, just like about, just like in um, Greek uh, exactly, mythology. Exactly. That's what. But along somewhere along the lines, um, the whole all the texts that were there were whittled down. And then even further down the line, you had someone named King James who changed the language of all of it and added at the very end, no one one, one gets to take away or add to this while he, you know, just watered down what is a beautiful mythology. It's it's great. And there was that exception of, no, we don't want polygods. This is now done away with. Monotheistic. Yeah. Polygods mean multiple gods. Mm -hmm. Well, and the fact where you had gods of harvest, gods of the moon, gods of the dance. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, they said, okay, what about God? God of what? No, no, no. Just what about God? Mm -hmm. And I think my opinion is they did that to make themselves unique from the others. And then try to determine, hey, we Mm. are the righteous religion. But that is a pretty piece of That's what makes it. That's what changes (laughs) it from a mythology Mm -hmm. to a religion. Because in mythology... Mm. You have all these different sources. You have all these different beings that embody, you know, again, the dance, the harvest, the mm-hmm. moon, the mating, the ground, the soil, my hands, your yeah. face. Okay, yeah. so, because back then, like, we were talking about the Greeks, so you take your offerings to, like, uh, Demetria, is that the word, of the harvest? Mm-hmm. Or you go, like, Dieter. oh, yeah, Dieter, thank you. Or you go, like, yo... I'm trying to get lit tonight. Let me talk to uh, Bacchus, maybe. Bacchus, maybe. Like, here's an <laughs> offer you. Dionysus will be that guy yes. who gets you. Like, or hedonist spot from Futurama. It's like, <laughs> here's this. Let me have a good time. Versus mm-hmm. like, no, we gonna take everything to give it to this one. Like, I want to specifically speak to this god about this thing. Like, right. we need to pray to Ares. We need to go to war. Mm-hmm. We need to bang this thing out. Some or maybe took, a little bit of pan if you want to get freaky. Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> you know, but uh, can't I, have Peter without the pan, baby. Not to harp on religion because you know how much I hate doing that. <laughs> but I think giving one God all those different, you mm-hmm. know, things, it's not going to work. It took away from so much, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think it worked so well with the polygods, and I still believe that's the truer way, but, you know, I'm not pushing religion on anybody. (laughs) But people feared more, you know? They were like, oh, well, I don't want to do this because you'll piss off that god, or you'll piss off even the god of weaving, you know, the (laughs) goddess of weaving. I don't want to piss her off. I'll be turned to a spider. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And and the fact that that she knew it was the goddess who was tricking her. Yeah. And so they were cautious and they had, you know, their sacrifices and a respect. And the thing with mythology is the gods weren't portrayed like this almighty being who had no faults. No, they were. The gods had faults and it was very transparent. Yes. And so you could still respect them because they're powerful, but at the same time, you know, hey, they have their flaws just like we as humans do. Exactly. And and kind of something I want to, you know, tee up for you here, Kels, but uh, the fact of Cronus eating the babies because of what was told mm-hmm. to him would happen. And yes. then Zeus doing the same thing later on to his kids mm-hmm. and it being this vicious cycle. Can you tell me more about uh, that? Oh, yeah, because, like, um, the whole Greek pantheon all started with, like, the Titans. They predate the Olympians because um, Uranus, uh, Uranus, the sky father, um, the god of the sky or the heavens, then um, Gaia was the earth mother, earth spirit. They had children and Kronos was the son of that outcome. And Kronos was the son, uh, one of the titans from that outcome of their relationship. And plus there's other um, people or deities, you could say, that came from that. I want to be like, I want to say like the Cyclopses. Oh, yeah. There was another, the Giants. um, They came from that. But they came to a point where, um, for some reason, Kronos banished the Giants and the Cyclops. And Gia didn't like that shit. Gaia. Gia. Well? Gaia. <laughs> Gaia. 
<laughs> guy didn't like that. that. That's an inside joke. Guy. Um, guy, he, he says it's a joke, but goddamn the migraines I get every time. Because I mispronounced it perfectly just to fuck with him. So that's why I did that. It's reflex, but... Uh, so she didn't like that shit, so she told her kids to castrate uh, Uranus, and Kronos was like, bet. So <laughs> basically, he went he went and did that shit, and then, you know, um, Uranus was like, all right, so you're going to do this to me, you're going to overthrow me, you're going to shit on our whole legacy, this, that, and the third. I'm going to yep. let you in on a little secret. <laughs> Your son would do the same thing to you. And Kronos was like, nah, fuck that. Killed them, so on and so forth. Then, um, as Kronos started having his kids with Rhea, he starts to eat his kids because during that time, he starts to get a little crazier, too, and he starts to hear his father's words. So, like, oh, yeah. oh shit, I did do this you my father. You think he just shoved them in the mouth when they came out or, like, he cooked them? I mean, I, don't know. <laughs> I, I imagine that, like, they came out and they were so slippery from coming out that they could just slide down the gullet. And it's me too, because I'm like, did they get? Were that? they already full grown? Exactly. I always assume visually they were full grown, yeah, I think and so. maybe he ate them like metaphorically, like sure. absorb their energy or some shit, or as Attack on Titan style, just mm-hmm. pit them up. Like, well, that's the thing. It's like my grandma always said: eat enough baby meat, and you'll go crazy. Where human flesh could something give you the rickets. Well, she's <laughs> not here anymore, so. Bussy Eli taught me that shit. Like, oh. the rickets. But yeah, so that happened, <laughs> and then. um so when um, Kronos started eating his own kids, uh, Rhea hit um, Zeus at the time, which was her youngest, on Earth, and he was basically raised by a goat. Yeah. Which was great, because he doesn't even know he's a god. Exactly. He's just, he, he's Donald Blake, you know? Yes. Thor, where he's Thor's just walking around people. like, something's not quite right, but... I don't know, I'm lurking suspicion. <laughs> and then what's so ironic about that, like... Zeus becomes, like, um, Cronus, like, cup holder. He, like, pour him drinks and things like that. Then he ends up realizing who he really is, and then he upsets Cronus. Well, takes because him. even, I want to say, it wasn't the Fates, uh, but it was kind of like the Fates. Yeah. The the Seers, they the were seers. like, hey. The Oculus? Yeah. They're, they're oh. like, oh. like, hey, um, some shit you're going to want to know, and you're going to find out really mm-hmm. soon. But doesn't that guy up there that you're cup holder to, doesn't he look pretty familiar like if you were to look in a mirror doesn't he kind of look like someone you know <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> yeah and so like in all fashion zeus ends up defeating his father became becoming the new king of the gods and didn't he use a slingshot with stones or something inside of him i believe that was david to get him out. <laughs> no, no, inside. no, 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 yeah, inside, well, he, no, it wasn't a slingshot, it it's that up. he kept replacing uh, the babies and the things with stones. Oh, yes. yes. So that way uh, yeah. he's eating them mm. because Kronos doesn't even know. No. Yeah, yes. got it. And that shit happened, which is also <laughs> ironic because the same shit that Zeus did to Kronos, Zeus was doing with his own kids, because, like, he was birthing them out their brain, but at the same time he was eating some, <laughs> he was mm. killing some. And depending on what you read, he was having sex with some. And oh, then yeah, you get, like, yeah. Hercules. And he didn't, depending on yeah. what you read, too, Hercules didn't know he was from Zeus either. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Well, I mean, exactly. Because Aphrodite came from the castration. Yes. Because the balls went into the ocean. Which was yes. wild. Made the foam. <laughs> <Exactly>. came Aphrodite. <laughs> from balls oh. rises the womb, the goddess of love. And she comes yeah. up and everyone's like, hey... Yeah. Hey, reverse Little Mermaid. Hey, reverse Seafoam Woman. You know, and, and the, the sad misconception is people think that Aphrodite means love, too. Like, she's the goddess of love. And I was like... Mm, mm, desire. No, even. just desire. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And and that can be... And and Venus, I guess uh, I'm desire and love, because marriage in that long term comes from Hera. Oh, right, yeah. but but with the desire, she definitely did know at certain points when to play it to her favor. Yes. Exactly. I'm your fire, I'm your desire, I'm your woman. Song Venus from the 80s. I remember, yeah, Venus, no, it wasn't Aqua. No, because no. Venus is the Roman equivalent to Aphrodite. So we now were very amusing to her to yes. watch us. Yeah, she's Ooh. like, now put it in that hole. Yeah. <laughs> now stick it there. We were the Sims for Now her. just walk away and don't call them back. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> she invented ghosting? Oh, my God. I might have to have some words for Aphrodite. Like, straight up. You probably already have. Yeah. She probably saw you in the dream and was like, I've told you, and you keep doing it. Or you ran into her at a bar, and she says, I know where you've been. How you doing? Why don't you come over here and talk or to me? Or she was the madam of the geisha house that yes. was in a previous life. 
Thank you, Aphrodite. And that's why you were never... That's why I'm never happy now. I'd fuck Aphrodite. Oh, man. Damn, I should have got that money. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Michelle? What's what's a story that really sticks out from uh, that mythology that you're like? Um, So, one... I'll start with Orpheus and Eurydice. And we're not talking about Dr. Orpheus from Venture Brothers, right? No. Okay. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dr. Venture I'm going to touch on Norse, which is a really funny story. This one is more tragic, where it's Orpheus and Eurydice. Um, so Orpheus, um, he was on the mission with the Argonauts, the journey. Oh, yeah. With, the, with, with the ship, the Argo, which people don't realize could talk. It could I talk. I don't realize that. Uh, it, it, it's such a... Cause it, it's able to talk, yeah. and it does it, like, maybe twice. Hmm. <laughs> so he was the one who was the most amazing instrument player. He played the lyre. Lyre. Lyre, I think. He uh, played it while he leered at people, so, you know, <laughs> it works. So, and it would put people in trances, and they loved him. Mm-hmm. So he fell in a... When he got done with that mission, he came, and he fell in love with Eurydice, who's a tree nymph. Um, That'll so the, happen. Yeah. That, that, when <laughs> it comes you know, to nymphs. You're out in the woods, and I'm sure she's <laughs> dancing around naked. Like, hey, let's get married. It, it's, it's like, I don't know if you've seen um, Fantasia 2000. Yes. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, the the goddess of, like, or, or the spirit of the earth, and she's, like, just banging. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Let me just say, I understand Orpheus. You would have proposed. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, they get married. You think it's going to be a happy marriage. Well, it doesn't even make it past the wedding night. Oh, my God. Because you get bit by a snake and then goes to the underworld. Well, Orpheus was all like, well, I need to get her back. Like, that's not happening. And he goes into the underworld. He seduces everybody in the underworld till he gets to Hades by playing his instrument. And it even puts the three-headed dog Cerberus into a trance. Which, you know, is one of the little things, and you know what, sorry, mm-hmm. fuck you, J.K. Rowling, these days, but in Harry Potter, the first one, it's the music that puts Fluffy to sleep. Yeah. Because it's him and... Yeah. Oh, shit, they did yeah. have a Cerberus in Harry Potter, too. Yep. Three-headed dog, but a man can't become a woman, though. Yeah, right, yeah, thanks, 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 J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I know, she's got some, that's another thing, but yeah, she's got some heat underneath her right now. <laughs> so then he gets to Hades, and... He makes a bargain with him. And or a barking with him? <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. Not funny. Uh-huh, I no. quit. Didn't say it was. Didn't say it was. <laughs> well, because he tempts Hades and he, he gives him the proposition, like, please let me have her back. You were once in love. Mind you, Hades kidnapped Persephone. Persephone. Mm. And so he was like, fine. You can get her out if you walk her out of the underworld. But you cannot look back. Not for anything. The second you look back at her, <laughs> she will be gone. Which is also mirror with uh, that Christian story of uh, Lot and his wife, uh, where they're like the angel tells him, you know what, fine, you guys can leave this city that we're about to destroy, mm. but you better not look back once. If you look See, back, they're thieves. They're yes, and you <laughs> turned to Saul, and she did. But did, what city was it? Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. So, mm-hmm. Sodom and Gomorrah. Because oh, okay. Yeah. There were homosexuals. They were listening to rap music. How dare they? Butt stuff. Butt stuff. Yeah. Which means I would have been there as the city's burning. Just la la la. And isn't like the scientific. <laughs> and isn't like the scientific explanation like there was a volcano yes. that erupted, so mm-hmm. the people it was mixed with the salt water and the air, and that uh, literally covered and encased these people in salt. So it's like, no, really, it's it just bad place. It was yeah. a bad place. Good place, like, wrong time. It's a Vesuvius yeah. situation. It was a Vegas of ancient Greek and Rome back then. Like, yo, you went there to wild, have a good time, gamble, fuck a goat, fuck a sheep, fuck your homie, fuck his wife. Mm-hmm. There was a lot Ooh. of sexual influence going oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. When, when, <laughs> when, when, when people saw that there was an angel there because he was beautiful, they were like, all the, all the dudes came in and were like, yo, I want to fuck that guy. Yeah. And the angel's like, well, I never said no. And Lot's like, no, no. Yeah. This is one of God's kids. <laughs> and this thing, too, angels wouldn't know about their pleasure because they didn't have genitalia. So right. they don't believe what Doc was talking Oh, my God. They would have gone to the angel, tried to go for the butt, and it would have been yeah. a Ken doll. <laughs> yeah, like, whoa, how do you poop? We don't because we don't get the pleasure of eating. So Orpheus <laughs> is trying to uh, walk her back from the underworld. Yeah, and of course he's tempted. Let me make sure she's still following behind me. There's noises, there's things going on, and of course he looks back and poof, she's gone. So he's mourning, and he's sitting by the tree playing his instrument, and mm-hmm. you know, who do you have to blame but yourself? And the Maynads become, they come over and they try to flirt with him. They are um, nymphs that 
uh, warship Bacchus. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He's the god of wine. Yeah, so they try to flirt with him. He turns them down, and they did not take that very well. So they tore him from limb to limb mm. and throw him in the river. Mm. The river sticks or just a river? Just a river. Word. And the muses at the end of the river pick him up, put his body back together, and give him a proper burial. <laughs> they humpty dumpty his ass. Yeah, and <laughs> now there's... It's a split decision. Some myths say they met back in the fields of Elysian. Okay. I think it's Elysian. Is that the field of the afterlife that was in yeah. Gladiator? It yes. was like their happy field. And oh, they say that they hollow. met each other again, Eurydice and Orpheus. Mm-hmm. Others say no, they never got to meet again. Damn. I like to believe that they didn't because he broke the rule that Hades had made. Mm. Hades gave you one chance. You broke it. I don't think that he gave you another chance to meet her in the afterworld. No. But, you know, mythology, that's the thing. It can go um, back and forth on that one. But I think the main thing with Orpheus and Eurydice, it's like if you take anything from that story is the power of love over death. But at the same time, love will not conquer without trust. Mm. And, and that so. trust wasn't there, even though, exactly. you know, you, you could you could argue that it was his love that made him turn around and see if she was there. But if you truly trust your partner, you know she's following. Exactly, and I like he, to imagine that all the you know the creatures in the underworld that work for Hades, yeah. were just back there with noisemakers, just to make test it, it. to test it. Yeah, you know they had sound clips of like, oh no, my body. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, do you really think Hades wouldn't put that in concrete? I mean, think about how he got Persephone. Sure, but also I, I, again, think about the the creatures that work yeah. for him, like. I'm going to fuck with this guy real quick. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. He yeah. hasn't turned around yet. Let me make this smack in a woman noise. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that'll do it for By him. By the way, you, like, <laughs> seduced me with your fucking music, and now you're leaving with no music? With no <laughs> music? Not even a mixtape? Yeah. You didn't even uh, leave me a yeah. mixtape or a link to your SoundCloud. Exactly. He's going to do a whole truck show on your OnlyFans. They ain't let me yep. re-enter. I got I my would coins. Too I got my two bits. down there banging, like, where's the music? <laughs> right? And, and it's like, no one else down here plays like that. Yeah. Oh man, yo! But so, I like that idea of love over, like love over death, but love without trust doesn't. Yeah, work. I think that's, I, and that's like honestly, Orpheus and Eurydice. That storyline is what I want tattooed on my back. That story, and I've been how, looking for a tattoo. How artist. much that do you have? Yeah, I was gonna say, what what's the symbolism you would use? It for would that? Really, literally. My idea was um, him walking her out of the underworld and. The stream between them was the musical notes. Oh, so you know. But she is more faded okay. and he's more present. Of course. But I have to find an artist that can do that style. Um, I actually know a few good tattoo artists here in the Springs that I could uh, sit up with. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, awesome. Like you mentioned earlier in the in this episode about the Aztecs and their eight levels of the underworld. Mm-hmm. Was that like a metaphorical one or the, like eight different caverns? Eight different caverns. Something like what Dante takes. That's what I was getting yeah. to, because yeah, what yeah. is Dante mythology or is Dante folklore? It's allegorical in a way, okay. yeah. but it's also kind of mythology. It's a weird blend. I, I think his whole poem, I don't even really think it's a poem. How would we say it? Kind of like, um, what you call it? Uh, Beowulf. It's, they God, call it's it a poem, but it's not. It. Right, it's yeah. a, um, not a soliloquy. We'll think of the word. Yeah. But... It breaks it down into yeah. your, and that's the seven realms of the underworld. Word. But I think a lot of it was based on um, actually human nature. It was like greed, um, mm. murder, and so the, the crime fitting your plus one. Yeah, the crime fitting your or the sin. Word. The baker your. does is a sinfulness. Mm-hmm. What would be the eighth deadly sin? Wearing Crocs with socks? Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, depends on your feet sweat. Like, wearing socks to bed? I can't do that. Mm, yeah, that's yeah, weird. That, that's, that. that's the eighth that's deadly sin, I'd say. I, I think so, yeah. The eighth deadly sin might be putting mayonnaise on a hot dog. I don't know what white people bullshit that is. I don't like mayonnaise anyways. <laughs> Good for you. I only like a light layer on my burgers and my sandwiches, but... Nah. I'm a mustard... Queen, but Word. you fuck with honey mustard? Yes, Any I fuck mustard. with honey mustard. I just got, I just start fucking with honey mustard the last like two years because mm. it's just weird how my taste buds or how our taste buds evolve. Yeah, over time. Is that the same mustard that they give us with uh, the the hot dog or the mini corn dog bites? Is that honey mustard? See, then yeah, I fuck with some honey mustard. Yeah, but you can't use it like with everything though. Like, with, well, with me personally, nah, it's on a select few things that I actually like 
like my honey mustard with. Mm-hmm. Word. Hero sandwiches. Speaking of heroes, Hercules, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, guys. It was a walk. What about you, Dan? What's kind of your favorite story? You're um, the one that sits in your mind all oh, the time. There are two. Um, <laughs> and I'll talk about the other one at some other point because when, when we get into the villain side of this next week, mm-hmm. but that, that'd be the story of Koshay the Deathless, mm. who is basically the Ice King from Adventure Time. Kusho the Rabbit Dog? Yeah, close, but not really. Um, so, but I don't think I'm familiar. Oh, don't worry. Next All right, week, so there was a dog that got beat by a bat, right? <laughs> I think Dan's going to tell the story. <laughs> I almost didn't want to to let Kelsey tell the whole story of Cujo, because that is a great story. I bet they wish Michael Vick was there then. Oh, my God. Anywho. So, Coach uh, Ko- of is basically the Ice King from Adventure Time, but that's not the one that really sticks out to me all the time, because it doesn't have... One of my favorite characters, and that character is Baba Yaga. Mm. I fucking love the Baba Yaga. Yaga. Um, So this is the story of Vasilisa the Beautiful. Mm. And I will say... Oh, thank you, Daniel. Oh, yeah. Your name ain't Vasilisa, though. (laughs) Oh, the android should be. The android's name will be Vasilisa. Mm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Vasilisa, much like Ivan, were names that were used time and again. They were like the Johns or the Sarahs, you know? And so many heroes in Slavic folklore, while having the same name, are not the same character. Mm. This is a Cinderella-type story. Mm. There is a wealthy merchant, and by his first wife, he has this daughter, Vasilisa, and she's just gorgeous. Like, she is the best parts of both of her parents, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so around when Vasilisa is eight years old, her mother dies and on her deathbed gives her this wooden doll. And she tells it, hey... If you ever need help, give it a little bit of food, give it something to drink, and it'll help you. Mm. Which is kind of like a weird thing to say to a kid, but you're also in a Slavic folklore story, so maybe it'll work. It's kind of like Pan's Labyrinth with a little man. A little bit, yes, exactly. And I'm like, hmm, which Pan's Labyrinth? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's amazing, too. (laughs) Where she was all like, you got to feed it a little bit. A little bit. And there, there is part of that, except, you know, in that one, she is actually the daughter of the ruler of the underworld. In this one, her mom just died. Yeah. What's better, Pan Labyrinth or Labyrinth with um, old Bowie? Pan's Labyrinth. Pan Labyrinth. I'm sorry. Oh, you I, I, Wait, I, I, are you talking I, about Labyrinth with David Bowie? They're, yeah, David Bowie, They're not yeah. even comparable. Like, but if I, I, I'm, I'm just asking the question. One. I didn't say all that. I, I'm, I'm going I'm to pick the, the Spanish one over the Bowie bulge every day. And I'm, uh, it's because They're the creatures... Stories, Daniel doesn't so. like a bulge? I love a bulge, but I also love Guillermo del Toro's artwork and his storytelling They're two more different stories, so I have to And Jennifer Connelly and her perfect skin? Okay. So, Vasilis's father, the merchant gets remarried, and it's that classic, here's this amazing man who has this wonderful daughter who, you know, was just great. And then he remarries, and it's an evil stepmom mm-hmm. with two evil stepdaughters. Why is the stepmom always evil? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It seems like a trope where they're like, don't ever remarry. What are you doing <laughs> leaving your bitch. bounds? Unless even if, <laughs> even if your wife died, sir. Cinderella yeah. shit. Okay. And he's like, uh, do I not deserve love? Oh, you're going to have love, but it's going to be with some evil, evil woman. Yeah. So, I know, I knew it, but we don't have the rights to that That's song. why I stopped. So, I learned. eventually, uh, her dad, the merchant, has to go out of town for business. And he's like, I'll be gone for like a year, maybe two. Mm. And for whatever reason they had in their mind, Vasilisa's stepmom says, cool, sell the house. We're going to go live in this hut out in the woods. And that's where we're going to be. So she Just takes, her hut? Just a hut that she bought. Oh, okay. So, she takes them. And they're doing their daily tasks, and the candles start to go low. Mm. And one candle goes out, two candles go out. Finally, the third candle goes out. And it's getting near winter. So Vasilisa's stepmom kicks her out and says, go get us some firewood or go bring back some fire. You're not coming back in here. You're not going to have a place to sleep until you take care of this. And she's like, my dad would not like that you're treating me this way. What the fuck? And her stepmom's like, but your dad ain't here. So... (laughs) You can either come back in here and get your ass beat, or you can go get some wood. Vasilisa goes out into the uh, the great beyond, you know, of the, the, the forest. And while she's out there, she sees three different um, men on horses ride past her. There's a black rider, a white rider, and a red rider. And she's like, I don't know Wait, what that is. the apocalypse? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, we don't, she's like, this is weird. I don't really know what that's all yeah. about. But yeah. eventually, she and she finds a hut. And this hut is unlike any other hut because this hut is perched on two chicken legs and crouched down like it's just a sitting chicken. Now, for anyone that knows Slavic folklore, 
This is the hut of the Baba Yaga. And the Baba Yaga... I'm truly interested in this because I've never really? heard this one. Oh, it's so good. A chicken hut. A chicken hut. I know about pizza hut. Well, and Jabatha. <laughs> but <Exactly. laughs> this hut is so different and she knows because she's of that time. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. This is Baba Yaga's house. But there's nowhere else to go. And the snow begins to fall. Mm. No. And she's like, wait a second. Oh, man. Baba Yaga brings her in and says, okay, you want my help? You got to do all these tasks. You need to separate the grain from the rocks. You need to separate the poppy seed from the soil. You need to clean my house. You must make my bed. You must wash my clothes. And you must do this all before tomorrow. Vasilisa, knowing what Baba Yaga is and knowing what she's done to every other Ivan who's stumbled across her way, starts doing it as much as she can, but she gets worn out. Mm. And so she feeds the doll a little bit and gives the doll some water. And the doll's like, listen, we got to do this, but you should sleep. Mm -hmm. I'll take care of it. Vasilisa's like, how? You're a doll. What do you mean you're going to take care of this, you know? And, uh, but she's so exhausted. And when she wakes up, everything is taken care of. And the doll's back to being a doll. Baba Yaga shows up and is like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was planning to eat you today because there's no way you did this. How did you do this? Mm. And Vasilisa's answer is, oh, well, by my mother's blessing. By my mother's blessing, I did this. And Baba Yaga, hearing the word blessing and wanting none of that, was like, okay, we're going to get you out of here as fast as we fucking can because I don't need anyone with a blessing in my business. Yeah. And one side note. Baba Yaga it was one of the inspirations for Yubaba uh, in um, Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. you watched it. Yeah. yeah. That, so if you need to think of any kind of yeah. person like that, it's a great, uh, great line of thought. And so, HBO Max has the entire studio. Exactly. Thing, so. Yeah. so eventually um, she asks, you know. Not that I'm advertising <laughs> for them. Uh, so the Baba Yaga asks her, you know, if she has any questions. And at one point, Baba Yaga used these disembodied floating hands to pick up the grain, to pick up the poppy seed, to mm-hmm. look, move around the room. And uh, Vasilisa was going to ask about it, but her doll started shivering in her pocket like, don't fucking do it, don't ask about that. So instead she asks, okay, who were those writers? And uh, Baba Yaga tells her, one is the daytime, the other is the nighttime, and the last is the sun. Mm. And so, mm. as they ride by, so does the time change. So, Vasilisa, kind of realizing Baba Yaga did not like the mention of blessing, brings it up again and gives her a, a flaming skull, like a, a fucking... Uh, Johnny, Johnny Blaze. Yeah, Johnny Blaze. Mm. Uh, Scorpion. Yes, and it's this flaming skull that's held by these hands and has an ever-burning coal in it. And he's like, just get out of here, kid. Listen, I was hungry today. I thought I was going to eat you. I'm very disappointed and you keep bringing up this word that I don't like to use. Can you just go? Really love it if you just, you know, fucking left. And so Vasilisa goes back. And even though it's snowing, this ever-burning skull is keeping her warm. Yeah. She gets back to where her stepmother and stepsisters are. And they see her grab the lantern and push her back outside. And Vasilisa's there like, what the fuck? I just encountered the Baba Yaga <laughs> and saved you saved you and you're doing this so she starts to make her way in the cold and the dolls there with her and the house catches fire mm. because she's not the keeper she's yeah <laughs> and it burns the house cooking the stepmother and stepdaughters to ash but it gives Vasilisa a fire to stay warm by yeah. and mm. when the morning comes the snow has melted Vasilisa goes on, and the doll was always there with her. Didn't help her as much, but she does find out later that her mother's spirit resided in that doll. Mm. And that's what it was. I have a question. Have you seen the new Gretel and Hansel? I haven't. What, a Hawkeye and other shit? No, that's Witch Hunters, and that was a bad movie. <laughs> that yeah. was fun. No, it was um, the young girl from It. Yes. And, and I am not okay with this. You don't like it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's the name of the show on Netflix she's on. I am oh, not okay with this. Oh, that was a good show, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. And that was, yeah, we talked about that. Yes, with the, loved oh, it. my God, it's yeah. season two. It's going to so be, amazing. I cannot wait. I watched Raising Dion. But that, Same shape of black. Gretel and Hansel, they changed it from Hansel and Gretel. Yes. But um, you see a lot of symbolism between um, pagans and witches and all of that. But it was the same thing. She tricked that witch. Yes. 
And so it's almost similar, but not quite. Well, and that's one of the things I love is when a child or this unwitting adventurer who didn't yeah. want the adventure exactly. finds a way to be like, oh. Yeah. Because that witch was like teaching today. her the tricks, yeah. thinking she was creating another powerful being who then used it against her. Yes. Just like Kor and Avatar The Last Airbender when yeah. she learned blood bending. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Avatar's the greatest. So it, I, I love those <laughs> kind of stories. Well, and Vasilisa did nothing wrong other no. than look like her mother. Yeah. And the fact that she could outwit the Baba Yaga. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> In Slavic folklore, that, that makes you a goddamn legend for the rest yeah. of your life and mm. past. So. I mean, talking about tricksters, I mean, we have Loki. Yes. yes. Norse Tell mythology. us about some Loki. I, I, know, yeah. I know you have a salacious Loki story yeah. to share with us. Oh, you nasty. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, it's Mr. I Rojas like, if you're you nasty. Know, if we're talking about Marvel Loki, of course. Mm, <laughs> so hot. Eventually, <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. Yes. Oh, yeah. But Norse mythology-wise, um, Loki, you know, trickster god represented by um, the serpent. Yes, yes. But he was also the father slash mother because it depended on how he depicted himself, of Hell, goddess of death, Fenrir, and also a Midgard serpent. Yes. But a funny story about him is... (laughs) And it is very good. (laughs) It is so good. And it's multiple ones. Mm. There are so many about him. But I I feel like this one, he's not so bad. I mean... (laughs) A hill giant came and was like, I will build you a wall to save you from, was it Jotunheim or the giants? Yeah. Yes, the frost giants of Jotunheim. Yeah, and uh, who, you know, where Loki comes from. Yes. And um, this giant was like, I'll build the wall. I just need to use my stallion. And he's like, (laughs) and in exchange, I want the sun, moon, and Freya. And it's like, oh, oh wait a second, now you just say, hold on, and my woman. That's a huge demand there, buddy. And they were like, okay, because Loki <laughs> said, it's fine. He's not going to get it done. <laughs> well, things get very close to being done, and Loki was like, you know, Odin becomes furious, and he's like, oh shit, it's about to be done. What do we do? And Loki was like, no, it's okay. I have a plan. Of course, because so, of course he does. Yeah. And when when so, does Loki not have at exactly. least one or two schemes up his sleeve? So he's like, I'm a shapeshifter. I'll be a mayor. Because his stallion is and the one building like the wall. And not like John, but no. like a horse mayor, a female yep. mayor. Yep. So he's a female horse, the mayor. And he's trotting along and he seduces the stallion. And, of course, things get stalled. I think wall, you made of course things wall, get stalled. Yeah. Wall doesn't get built. Giant becomes furious. And so, of course, the deal is broken. Freya is not going to be his wife or anything. Problem is, Loki, as the mayor, becomes impregnated by the stallion <laughs> because they decided to do the nasty. Yo, why is that horse looking at me like that? Yeah. Hold on a second. Well, and, yeah. and if I rem- you got to be full committed when you're doing these things. <laughs> if yes. I remember correctly, he couldn't outrun the horse. Yes. And the other horse overtook him and then overtook him. Because he was yeah. a newly horse. But and he, he didn't fight at all. <laughs> he was okay with it. I mean, okay, w- listen, once it gets in, you're like, well. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're doing it. Somebody's in the garage. <laughs> and he was probably just thinking, you know, hanky panky, save the world. And then he got pregnant. Mm. Isn't so, that always the way? Yeah. <laughs> God, can't have a one-night stand, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. <laughs> Kelsey's face if we were recording. Oh. <laughs> Wait till we get video. Yeah. It's going to be a so, show for sure. Then he gives birth later to an eight-legged horse called... Dan, how do I say this? Slutmere. 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 Which, I mean, everyone hears that they go, there's no way slut's in the name. Well, it's it's not just slut. Slup- it's... Slutmere. Yeah, with a P. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like slut, but it's Slutmere. Yeah. Okay, so Pinot T. As much as Odin was upset, this becomes his favorite it fucking is horse. His absolute favorite horse. But Odin or Loki was like, you can keep it. You just can't tell anybody <laughs> how we got this horse. Do you ever think Odin is riding it and he and the horse have his kinship knowing that that's the horse's grandfather? Yeah. And there's like this oh, bonding. Oh, for sure. Right? Like. And I'm sure Odin was all like, hey, guys, 
Let me tell you how this horse came about. He's had too much mead. Yeah. He's gone to Valhalla too many times and, and is, coming it, back. I mean, come on. Is Asgard really that oblivious? He's given birth to the serpent <laughs> to, I mean, a giant. Loki is, is such a gender-defying uh, character mm-hmm. in that way where he's like, listen, I'm just going to have babies, all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm he gonna, is I'm male, dress female. Yeah. He's whatever he needs to portray at that time. That is him. The time was it he and yeah. Thor had to dress up as women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the bosom buddies. <laughs> but also, Odin's a dick. So it's like, hey, you remember that time you got fucked by a horse? Yeah. You'll yeah. see this every time. Yeah. <laughs> I will not let you live this down. So you I got think eight legs. If, if we're looking at modern <laughs> times almost and the discrimination against things, with, yeah. you know, trans or bi or anything. If you look at Norse mythology, everything was so well-rounded. It was just fluid and whatever it, is, it needed it to be, whatever what it, it was. Yep. Yes. If they hated you, it's for you, not because of what you do with your mm-hmm. body. Yeah. It was because of your born. character mm-hmm. exactly. because of your actions. Exactly. Character and, yep. Uh, and and that's, that's one of the best things about it. Like, people nowadays are more... I guess, interested in these mythologies because mm-hmm. of the portrayal in superhero movies and in comic books and in media. Even the Ragnarok show on Netflix, which was low-key amazing. Oh, God. Low-key am- amazing. And second season, I don't know when it's coming we out. We better get it soon. soon. I wouldn't say amazing, but I did enjoy it. It was good. I That's really, just me really liked it. I but absolutely so, thought But it was a amazing. show that was amazing, though, is American Gods. Yes. All-Stars. Oh, absolutely. That shit. And yes. Fucking amazing. Did you know that... Um, well, Neil Gaiman is a fucking god. Oh, I mean, have you read his Sandman series? Yes. That, the, Mr. Sandman. Um, Morpheus is another god of dreams, and it's just so fantastic. Yeah, but Batman, Black I know Man. he's also doing, um, he did, He just did Norse gods. He did American gods, mm-hmm. he's doing Norse gods, and I think he's just going to make his way through the pantheons. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. No, and no you know what I'm so jealous that. of is, I forgot what university it was, but he was teaching a semester there, and so students mm. got to go there as Neil Gaiman, as their fucking professor. Oh, my God. So jealous. Yeah. And, I saw that and I was like, why not Colorado? <laughs> well, well and, and, and with Neil Gaiman's American Gods and kind of going back to what I said at the beginning, mm-hmm. I believe that this extraordinary world still exists. We yes. just can't see it. Some of us can. Some of us get glimpses. Mm-hmm. And some of us may be descendants of some of these things. I believe so. I believe it exists now, today, just as real, but has adapted to the times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, other people can believe in Christianity or whatever, you know, they want to believe in. Some people believe that if you send a chain letter, yeah. you know, you won't get bad luck and that little girl will not come and sit on your bed and I believe you. that when a fortune teller True. or a shaman, as my family calls them, says that you have sensitive powers or that that's what you're seeing, I believe that. Yes. Like, my grandmother was a witch. Mm-hmm. And a there's... Bruja? No. <laughs> no, you've asked that question before, and I said no before. Uh, um, I think it's closer to a shaman in like my culture. So yeah. there's there's definitely a lineage there, but it, it cut off because of Western Christianity and mm-hmm. how that you know was a bad thing. But I want to like know more about that. At what point? What were you talking to? What were you communicating with? Mm-hmm. Did you see any cryptids? I wish I could talk to my ancestors and be like, guys, yeah, what Native American shit do you know? And Native Americans, I mean, that could be an entire month of podcasts. I mean, their I origin stories are insane, but so creative. And also, it's it's really what you study, like, what do you believe in? Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. from the people that were created from the insects. And I don't, no disrespect, I don't know which tribe it was that I learned in college. But, That's okay. So we were created by insects, and we didn't have a mouth or an anus. And so, like Kim Jong-un. <laughs> so the gods were like, oh, they look like they're in pain. So they used flowers, and they made a mouth, and they made a name. Yes. And that's how we were able to have that. And I, I don't know which tribe that was, but it's a phenom- it was one of the stories that stuck with me in college. And you just, every Native American culture has a different story of yes. origin. Yes, and it's... Oh, there's so much. I mean, the fact that there were animals who, if you look at it, were familiars, mm-hmm. but were called spirit animals. But those were the ones that you were like... I still like, call my cats familiars. Yes, of course. <laughs> and different cultures have different ways of identifying those animals and saying, 
That's a part of me. Yes. Like in Coco. Yes. <laughs> like in Coco. Yeah. Which we just watched uh, yesterday, and I cried. Yeah. I it cried was a too. beautiful movie. Yes. I didn't amazing. expect to cry during that movie, but... Oh, wait. Was that your guys' first time? It was my first no, time. No, I said, that's oh. like my fifth time I watched it. That was yeah. First time. yeah. I know. I know. And I'm like, okay. And it's a very emotional movie. Yeah. <sighs> Remember. Oh, my God. When he's singing it to uh, his... Mama Coco. Mama Coco. Yeah. And she starts singing with... And she's just so old, and I'm like... You see all the little wrinkles just oh like... Oh, my God. But <laughs> with those stories being passed down, with that mythology having been passed down to us in modern day, mm-hmm. you can't look away from it. No. And if you do, then you are willfully accepting a much less extraordinary world. I agree. Yes. So coming to the end of this, guys, what's something you would recommend in this genre, in this level of learning more about these mm-hmm. mythologies and uh, of course you know where can the people find you thank you so much for being here every week with me I, I really do love you guys yeah i would think you know so when i took world religion in college my teacher was reading the percy jackson series to her <laughs> yes. kids do yes. they fictionalize it a lot yes but it's a great introduction to your young adult teenagers or young children. Right. It's a great introduction to be like, hey, there's this, this world, this religion. And then, you know, I would encourage children or adults, young adults, or even older adults, to just go explore other religions, their beliefs, um, whether it's Buddhism or, you know, ancient gods or, you know, cur- current Catholicism or Christianity and how it came about, explore that into a deeper meaning to understand religion. Don't just take it off of what you've been told. Like I've said before, um, on you where the caption's at, it's all about doing your own research. And that's so important. And I, I'll add on to that. If you're looking at Christianity, you have to read the Enochian texts. Mm-hmm. You I agree. absolutely must. Book of Enoch is amazing. It leads up to why the world was flooded in their mythology. Mm-hmm. Because without that, you go one day, everything was good. Mm-hmm. And then it was Wednesday and everything went to shit. Yeah. But the Enochian text is like, hold on. <laughs> we may have had something to do with that. Yeah. Did you watch Russell's Crow's Noah? We'll talk about that in the last episode. Because that shit was a fucking anime. I don't think I did. You know, it, it, yeah. was, it was all over the place. Well, and, <laughs> and, and if you read the Enochian text, you'd see what they were talking about. So the Bible is an anime. Yes. Okay, makes sense. Can yeah. you text that to me and I'll remember to watch it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I'll, I'll also make sure because this series is going in a different order mm-hmm. of, like, today we're talking about our favorite mythologies telling some mm-hmm. stories. Next week we're talking about the heroes and villains in our favorite mythologies and where that overlap is. The week after that, we're going into comic books, which is the core and, you know, the the, the foundation of what this podcast yeah. is about and the representation there. But, folks, on the last episode in this series, Media. we're talking about the best of the worst. We're talking about the movies, the TVs, pop culture that has portrayed these stories in some of the best, worst ways. Oh, Clash of the Titans. <laughs> Wrath of the Titans. <laughs> Dwayne Rock's Hercules. We'll get to all of that in a few weeks. But, uh, Kelsey, what would you recommend for folks looking to do more research on mythology? I would definitely recommend, like I said earlier, um, briefly, about American Gods on Stars. It's a fantastic series. Um, Neil Gaiman wrote the book. It's been adapted into a comic book and a TV series. It's superb. The acting's great. The writing is there. And the messages that um, that he puts out there still reigns true today if you're able to um, open up your mind and then you had um, Orlando Jones who was on there and he did this whole monologue about blacks in America and he plays uh, a Nazi the African spider guy and he's on the slave ship and he just tells them about where they were where they're at and how their legacy continues in America oh yeah there was like some internal beef that, yeah, that's something you'll have to look at. Yeah, okay. It's a whole thing. Okay. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Which I was really sad about because he's phenomenal. Yeah, he oh my God. That, and yeah. it's like one of those monologues that you watch. He's like, especially in this climate that we're in right now, like, if you yeah. can watch that and listen to that and still feel any other way, like, damn. Yeah, we got to do better as a people, not just black, white, but everybody together. As humans. As but, humans. That, but that's also something that yes. the gods and mythologies are like, 
Are these guys ever going to get it? No. <laughs> We're like... And, and time after time, we don't. Time yeah. after time. Like we, we constantly are always taking steps forward. It's definitely better now than it was 10 years ago mm, and we yeah, continue absolutely. to be but we have to continue to move forward we just right, can't get complacent right, right. like no we're good no there's always going to be room for and moving forward means not holding hate in your heart yes absolutely exactly. absolutely mm. knowledge is power uh where can the people find you you can find me on facebook uh, instagram snapchat kels for show you know what it is and yeah i forgot to ask you <laughs> michelle where can the people find you oh emily gideon um, and that's on Instagram <laughs> or Michelle Gideon on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. And Dan, what about you? Oh, Your yeah. favorite yeah, he's go-to here. mythology research. One of the ones I've been loving for years now. And uh, I, I found it right before I took my road trip to Texas and back. And let me tell you, listening to this. Texas Anna, is in a whole other world. Oh, yeah. But, but, but when you're driving, you know. Maybe 13 hours one way and 13 hours back. Yeah. Having this podcast was my saving grace. And that's Myth and Le- Myths and Legends by Jason Weiser. Yes, it's amazing. Every week, the deep dives he does and the way that he uses uh, modern vernacular to tell you these stories. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things. I look forward to every week getting a new story or new installation in a series. Mm-hmm. And he's fantastic. Please go check that out. Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. And um, if you comment, let them know that Escaping Podcast sent you. Yeah. Because mm. we, we love him here. Yeah. Um, He's amazing. I love it. It's it's one of those educational, but at the same time, it's in layman terms. It doesn't yes. lose you. It doesn't lose you at all. Yeah. I, I've been losing myself in yeah. his Robin Hood series. Just yeah. all the ones throughout. I didn't know all that about Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so cool. And the way he describes it is, you know, stories you think you know, but that have a different origin or stories you're not familiar with that you really should be. Mm-hmm. And like I said, every week is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Daniel Rojas, Instagram, Blue Morpho, one word where the O's are zeros. You can find us in our podcast on Instagram, Facebook. We're not on Twitter yet because we don't really fucking care about Twitter. So, you know, yeah, but under escaping podcast, please let us know what your favorite mythology is. What your favorite mythology story is. Comment, subscribe, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Today, we are going to leave you with... When I get to the next town, I don't know if you will write by Dear Rabbit. Uh, you've heard Dear Rabbit on our show plenty of times before. Such good music by Rents. He's an amazing man. He's here in the Springs. If you've ever had an interaction with him, you know your day has been better. If you or anyone else you know would like to have your music used on the show, please email us at escaping.podcast at gmail.com. We love you guys, and we love doing this for you guys. We'll see you next week for part two. And remember, you're beautiful, and there can only be... One chum bucket. Word. And always, if you're feeling like the world is constantly on your shoulders and you need to break the chains to free yourself from Tartarus, you can always be an escapee. Stay on canon, y'all. Oh
I don't know if you'll write me a letter Tomorrow is a new day Maybe it will be better When I cross to the next state 